is steeped in African-American history. It's important that we share those stories. So this is a really great opportunity and a, a really, a, I, I consider it a coup that we're able to pull this off at this point in our history. I'm Sarah Fenske. This is St. Louis on the Air. I'm Laura Hamden, producer for St. Louis on the Air. Before today's episode, I want to take a moment to say thank you for listening. Our team works hard to provide nuance on the news that shapes your life and your community. We wouldn't be able to do this without your support. The money you give to St. Louis Public Radio helps fund our podcast. Please go to stlpr.org donate and give an amount that works for you. Your contribution, along with that of your neighbors, is what fuels St. Louis on the air. We're really grateful. Thank you for your support. A new exhibit opens online via the Griot Museum of Black History tomorrow. It's called In the City, Memories of Black Presence, and it has quite a pedigree. The show comes out of the Commonwealth Project at Harvard University. That project selected a handful of St. Louis-based visual artists to join its In the City Fellowship, and the fruits of their labor form the new exhibit. So joining us today to talk about it is its curator, also artist and Harvard Loeb Fellow, Dee Nichols. Dee, welcome. Hello, thank you so much for having me. And we're also joined today by Lois Connolly. She is the director of the Griot Museum. Lois, welcome. Hi, thank you for having me on. So Lois, I understand this In the City exhibit was originally supposed to open at the Griot on March 20th, 2020. I think we can all guess what happened to that (laughs) date. Was it hard to pull the plug on this? Well, it, you know, we just never actually pull, pull the plug. We just figured we'd just wait and, and, and the time would come when we would have it. So all during this past year, actually, Dee has been working extremely hard to keep it alive. So we were never not going to do it. Yeah, so you weren't canceling it so much, but you had to delay, delay, delay. Now we are, a year later, you're finally ready to open the show. Dee, I'm curious, when did you decide, you know what, we just need to go with a virtual show at this point? Honestly, it was with the success of uh, the Griot's Juneteenth event last summer, I, I just knew, yes, we can pull this off. And with witnessing so many other cultural institutions make that pivot, uh, I, I trusted our abilities to, to also do that, but also wanted to honor the commitment that we had made to the, the, the six artists mm-hmm. uh, so that this did continue on. So, Dee, obviously the fact that this is virtual, this is different than what you had planned for the opening in 2020. But did your conception of the show change at all during the year that has passed? I think because of the artists, there have been some evolutions in terms of themes that show up in this show. Uh, Many of them dived so deeply into their personal histories, their experiences in St. Louis, memories that they've had of places that, you know, have been lost, of family members, of people who matter to them. And I think that positively influenced the trajectory of the show. Um, but in, at large, I, I knew that these were six artists who would bring such vast creative perspectives that 
no matter what the work looked like, we were going to make it really powerful. Hmm. I understand this all started with a question. What is St. Louis to you? Dee, what kind of answers did they give to that? Yeah. Many of the artists focused on spaces, cities, uh, like Kinloch in particular, Hmm. that have been lost. And so to them, uh, St. Louis is an opportunity for rediscovery. St. Louis is uh, a bedrock of creating new visions of what's possible. Uh, But St. Louis is also um, a city that is still reckoning with its past. And they were not shy of uh, putting that front and center, especially as artists who are setting forth uh, such great trajectories for uh, a creative renaissance that's uh, unveiling itself in the city. Hmm. Just the name in the city, Memories of Black Presence, it, it seems kind of wistful, but you're saying there's also some real hope there. Indeed. Um, when I think about some of the artists, especially Naira Williams, her body of work is not necessarily about histories in the same, in the city. Uh, it is really setting this very profound uh, expression of black liberation and what the freedom of youth looked like and the, the royalty uh, of embodying uh, one's truth. And so I think, yes, there is promise, but it's not just in terms of a theoretical uh, sense of possibility, but them really activating this through through the arts. Hmm. Lois, I'm, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on how these very modern, in-the-moment artists, how their work fits into, uh, you know, the Griot Museum of Black History. Um, so the museum has somewhat of a, a, a focus looking at, at what has happened, and now here we have what is in the process of happening. How does that fit together for you? Well, you know, this the, this show is an evolution of activities that we've wanted, we've been intentional about happening. We've been working for the last, I guess, four or five years on <clears throat> finding ways to reach a different audience, finding ways to have artists, artists express themselves in a different way, and using that to be able to keep our stories alive, both past and present, but find a different way to express them. So reaching out to these artists was a way to look at at a whole new way for the griot to present its history, but also to make those important connections that allow the input from a new group of people Hmm. and and with a new perspective. And it it kind of is part of what we're doing as we're looking at going forward after 25 years of doing just outright history. We're now looking at a way to find, looking at how we might find ways to broaden our scope of what we do, but keeping before our audience, the fact that we do have St. Louis is steeped in African-American history that is so relevant to our existence in this country, not just black American, black people, but everybody in this country. And that it's important that we share those stories through whatever formats we're able to do it. So this is a really great opportunity and a, a really, a, I, I consider it a coup that we're able to pull this off at this point in our history. You talk about the different format. Um, digital is certainly a format we're all getting used <laughs> to here today. I understand this digital exhibit has actually led to the Griot Museum's new website. And I must say, I, I had looked at your old mm-hmm. website yesterday. I happened to go on it this morning to double check something. This new website is live, and this looks amazing. Um, Lois, this feels like a huge upgrade. Yeah. 
Absolutely. As I say, this is all pretty intentional. Dee has has came on board as a volunteer about five years ago, and she and I have just been sharing some interesting thoughts about what the griot could be and what it could look like, and just kind of make trying to make it happen from a, a variety of different angles. So the website, we're going to have our 25th anniversary next year. So this is a whole um, journey for us. And so we're excited about each piece, piece of the puzzle that is falling into place. We are so grateful uh, for the students at WashU who have looked at the website and, and, and played a real active role in helping us redesign it, mm-hmm. even rethink it. Uh, and our web uh, manager has been able to incorporate um, the changes pretty succinctly, I think. So we're excited about it. Yeah, it looks so great. Um, Dee, this, this website, it just it feels like a brand new day here. Um, in yeah. terms of rethinking, what was what need to be needed to be rethought for this visual ex- or this uh, virtual experience? Uh-huh. Yeah, you know, I, I think part of it is about owning our own narratives um, and doing it in a way that represents the spirit of, of the space, that represents the spirit of Lois and her team. Uh, and so I, I think the website is now at a place where those stories can start to come alive. You can really engage with uh, the GRIO in different capacities uh, and see a thorough and comprehensive uh, reflection of the work that it is doing, that it has done. And you know, this website is in many ways a testament to the spirit of collaboration that has really fueled this exhibition at large. Uh, As Lois just mentioned, the website was de- developed, like designed and developed by uh, communications design students at the Sam Fox School of Design at WashU uh, and, and their professor Panina. And to see it all come together and now integrate uh, archival images from uh, the GRIO and find uh, a voice that really is r- refreshing in, in many ways, I, I think. Uh, is something that we will continue to build upon. Uh, so there are even more features that will be unlocked over time, uh, bringing yes. back the, the Griot's online store, showing the artwork that's in its collection, uh, unlocking the portal of stories uh, that that embody it. Uh, as you know, Griot uh, means storyteller. Uh, and so I, I think this new website is a space for all of that to come alive. Well, that's so exciting. And, and Lois, it sounds like uh, this is something that you're wildly excited about. I am so excited about it. One, I'm excited about the, the variety of collaborations that have come into play uh, over the last few years that are making some of these things possible for us because we can't do it on our own. In fact, we can't do, do it very well without the help of other people. And so I'm very excited about the, the relationships that have been developed both with Washington University and with uh, Harvard uh, and Walter Johnson at the Commonwealth Project and the students who sometimes come back to volunteer because of those collaborations or their uh, initial involvement with the GRIO. So I'm very excited about not just the product, you know, the art exhibit itself, but I'm, I'm, I'm excited about all of the many things that are happening around us that I think are going to be very positive for the GRIO as we move forward. And Dee, I'm also curious to know a little bit more about your role in all of this. I know you were at Harvard for a Loeb Fellowship. How did you end up getting involved with the In the City Fellowship? Yeah. So I actually met Walter 
the spring during the spring semester before I started my fellowship year, he came to uh, St. Louis with a few students, and um, I. I had already like engaged with him, but I didn't know it. We were a part of another project at the Harvard Graduate School of Design, and he was sitting in the room and he introduced himself. And I, being me, I just like brushed off. Um, but when he came to St. Louis with uh, these students, he made a dedicated effort to uh, meet up with me um, on Manchester in the Grove. and told me about the work that he and Tef Poe had been doing and that he would like for me to be involved during the fall semester. And when I learned about the, the project, um, there was an opportunity to help with selecting, like identifying artists in St. Louis who might be interested, but also curating the, 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 the cohort, uh, selecting the artists who would be involved. And um, I really took lead with that. And, fortunate for me coming from St. Louis and being like a socialite in the city, I knew a lot of these artists who were on the list uh, who had applied for this opportunity. And so when it came down to the uh, the six, uh, Shabazz, Jamal, Cammie Thomas, Nayara Williams, Tiffany Sutton, Alana Marie, uh, and Colin er Elliott, I knew that we would do great work together, but I also knew that they would be artists who not only would take this opportunity for themselves, but also uh, really be ambassadors for the city through this opportunity. And so um, I stayed committed throughout the, the duration of this, even as things shifted with the pandemic. And you ended up curating then a digital exhibition, which is a whole nother animal um, yeah. in our final minute here. Had, <laughs> had you ever done that before? And, and would you ever do nope. it again? <laughs> uh, this is my first time curating uh, a digital exhibit. When I was a museum educator at the Contemporary Art Museum, I'd organize shows uh, for, for youth audiences or like of youth artwork. Um, and so with this one, I knew that I needed the support of other curators. So I called up Jasmine Mahmood from the University of Seattle, uh, who had just curated uh, an exhibition online of my own work. Uh, I reached back out to my Loeb Fellowship um, com community, and uh, there was a, a curator from the Smithsonian and who was in my cohort, and so she worked with me. Uh, Wasson from CAM, she also uh, gave a lot of encouragement and tips in this process. And so uh, even though it's my first time doing this, I definitely uh, want to continue curating uh, exhibitions, especially with the Griot Museum. Well, it's it's so exciting how all this has worked out. We hope people will check yes. out uh, thegriotmuseum.com. You can check out the website today. It's tomorrow evening that this show debuts. We hope people will come back for that. We also have a link on our website. And Dee Nichols, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. And Lois Connolly, director of the Griot Museum of Black History, thank you. Thank you. And again, you can check all of that information out at thegriotmuseum.com. Keep an eye on the museum's website for information on in-person shows. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thanks. 
St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.